Hi, I'm Doug Olenek, news editor with Information Security Media Group. Today, we are having a conversation in advance of a series of virtual roundtables that we'll be conducting entitled Digital Identity Management and Security, the Cornerstone of the Customer Journey. And it is my pleasure to be speaking with Alex Laurie, Senior Vice President, Global Solutions Architecture for ForgeRock. Alex, thanks for joining me today. Hey, nice to meet you, Doug. So let's uh, dive right into some of the points that we're going to be bringing up during the roundtable. First of all, what are some of the basic pieces a company must have in place to deliver the seamless service that most consumers now demand when dealing with an online purchase or service? Um, so outside of the actual service and the ability to, to transact, which are obviously the core elements, you would need something to be able to register, um, to be able to comply with um, privacy regulations and, and be able to audit that as well. The ability for the end user to, to self-service around profile management, password reset, manage their, their, their opt-ins, their opt-outs. The ability to, to look at risk during the transactions to make sure that we're uh, de defining risk and also understanding what is a good transaction, what's a bad transaction. Um, and, and making things easier by just reducing the amount of unnecessary um, security um, requests on the user. But above all, above all, uh, the most important thing is a simple and clear to understand user experience. If you don't get that right, um, then the user is going to be hammering your uh, support support mechanisms all the time. So, what is the first step a company must take uh, to implement a modern identity management system? Um, oh, this is a big question. <laughs> so, there's a lot of things. I think uh, you know, to, to the short answer is um, to focus on the user design, uh, user experience design at the front end mapping and understanding the risk at the back end. Um, and the way we normally advocate doing this is to, to look at the as-is architecture, logical architecture, look at the to be logical architecture, and focus on a transition plan that doesn't mean you're taking a big bang approach to everything, but you're looking at all your applications, all of your technologies, and making sure that your existing or legacy technologies can coexist with your new technologies, and you can migrate gracefully across uh, and slowly retire your legacy systems. How does digital identity management differ when it comes to dealing with consumers as opposed to in-house employees? I think this is a really interesting topic right now. It's probably right top of mind. We feel in general, the, the standard use cases around authentication, authorization, access, uh, multi-factor, et cetera, those sort of things are converging. So what you used to do um, just for uh, employees, you're now seeing much more prevalent in the consumer space. And certain areas of uh, typical consumer approaches to, to security are also being applied to uh, employees. And one of the key drivers behind this is typically employees are now accessing uh, data and applications and services, which should be restricted, and they're accessing them on their own personal mobile devices or in the home. And this is not just because of the recent situation. I think increasingly people are enabling flexible workforces to, to access information on the, on the move anywhere they are, which means that you then have to take a slightly more consumer-friendly approach. Um, and the great benefit of that is you'll be delivering better experiences for your employees, which makes them productive more quickly. If you're achieving the same thing in the sense of the consumer space, you're reducing risk and you're also bringing in a far quicker approach to getting someone onboarded and spending money with you in your service. Can you give us a quick snapshot of the potential financial and reputational cost associated with a firm operating a low quality identity management system? 
Um, well, I would equate um, reputational to financial co cost anyway, right? So, but I mean, the, the financial risk can be broken into three categories, the fine, the fix, and the reputational damage. So depending on the regulatory framework you sit within, um, the, uh, you know, your, the lawsuits or the cost of the fine can be significant and drive a huge change in the business. Uh, but then when combined with the cost of repairing the breach, uh, and that's not just at a technological level, that's also um, responding to the clients, the customers' needs, you know, providing services on top of that to the customers and also compensating them for the loss can become to start to become very prohibitive costs. And then the final piece, the reputational damage can last for years. And we have seen some really key examples of industries that are hugely impacted. I would say that the healthcare and financial services sectors are really significant losers when, if they have a, a, a loss, a data loss, a PII data loss, that the impact can be long lasting from a reputational perspective. Alex, thanks so, so much for joining me today. And I look forward to being with you as we virtually meet with some great folks out in the industry in the coming weeks. Again, I was speaking with Alex Laurie, Senior Vice President, Global Solutions Architecture for Forge Rock, and for Information Security Media Group, I am Doug Olenek.